I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Uh, It's another hour of The Jesse Kelly Show. We have two hours left of The Jesse Kelly Show. We still have to talk about World War III. Because I was brewing on something. Uh, Something Tucker was out there predicting we're going to get in a hot war pretty soon. And so I was thinking about trying to game it all out in my head. We'll go over that in a little bit. But we need to offend everybody here in just a moment. Let's get to this email first, though. Jesse, imagine what you would do on your last day. I'm pretty sure your hair wants to be a mohawk and hang out with the mustache. <laughs> I'll be honest. You know I've only got two more days with hair. I really, really, really want to shave in a mustache again when I shave down the head. The problem is this. That's going to prompt a bit of a rebellion at home. I will enjoy it. But the last time, remember I made that really stupid bet because I thought the GOP was going to sweep through the House of Representatives in the midterms, and I made the bet with you, even though you didn't have to pay up every, anything, but I said if they don't, it was crazy too, something like 40 seats. I said if they don't win 40 seats, I'm going to shave in a mustache. And I shaved in a mustache, and if I may say, it was electric, absolutely electric. I still like to look back at those pictures, at, at that at mustache Jesse. Uh, it was not... That well received at the house. Uh, uh, 
Bob did not appreciate the mustache really very much at all. And there were a lot of threats. Uh, there were a lot of threats levied about how I can never do that again. And I, I have, I'm ever going to do something to, what does she say? So radically alter my physical appearance to make me look like, what'd she call me? A felon that I have to consult her first, not the audience. What, Chris? The goatee, Chris, I'm not sure that she would be that understanding of the goatee mixed into. Look, I'm with you. I'm with you. I want the handlebar. I, I, I'd go handlebar. I could do handlebar. I could do handlebar. But I don't, I don't think that's going to work out. So I'm just going to leave the beard here for now. For now. That's all I'm saying. For now. All right. Let's get offensive. Study finds Air Force eligibility rules hinder diversity among airmen hinders diversity among airmen now why would that be why would eligibility rules hinder diversity because this is not something unique to the lgbtq air force this is something you see across society this is something you've seen in many places shoot remember that story out of new york new york city how they're getting rid of their advanced classes essentially their honors classes why not enough black people were qualifying for the honors classes, so they just decided they were racist and they're dumping the honors classes. But why is this? Well, the answer is not complicated. It's just not one anybody wants to address in this namby-pamby era we live in now where you're never allowed to discuss hard truths with people. Why is it that Harvard freaked out because their campus was getting too Asian? Why? Because it was turning all Asian. Why? Because the Asians study harder than everybody else. Why do people shy away so often from cultural problems and cultural problems in different communities? Is it that everyone's so scared to be called a racist or something these days? I don't care about that. You can email me all the hate you want. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. When it comes to things like academics, Asian culture is superior to every other American culture. Every other culture. All the different subcultures of our country. Why do I know that? Because all the test scores tell me that. I, I, I don't give a crap if that offends you. Whether you're Asian or white or black or whatever. Why, why do I know that? The scores say so. If you're offended, that's your problem. I don't give a crap about that. We know from the test scores that's what matters. Asians, you're studying. Here in my area, the Asians, you know what they own? They own all the donut shops, they own all the dry cleaners, and they own all the, the nail shops where ladies go do their nails. And when you go into these places, you go grab a dozen donuts. You know what you see in the morning? In the morning, too. We, uh, last time I went, we were going fishing. What was it? We stopped by for a half dozen donuts. It was 6, 6.30 a.m. It was early. What, fairly early. 6, 6.30 a.m. I'm there. Asian grandpa there. Put my donuts together. Asian grandma there. Pouring my cup of coffee. You look back in the kitchen. What do you know? It was either son or daughter with wife or husband. Who knows? They were the ones in the back cooking up the donuts. And guess who was back there behind them? The freaking kids. Four, five, six years old. Not working, but they were back in the back playing with their toys. 6 a.m. in the donut shop. Learning about a day's work. Putting in the effort. Getting it done. On the flip side? America's urban black community 
does not place the same value on education. And let me be clear again, I don't give a crap if that offends you. The test scores tell me that's the case. I know. I can see the test scores. That's why we had to do things like deem the SAT racist. The, uh, the, the, the push at home is not there. Plus, the mother-father home dynamic is not there. Saw the numbers yesterday. They were staggering. Of course, the Asians led everybody and mother-father homes, husband and wife in the home. I believe the Latinos were second. Whites were third. Black people were in a distant fourth. Wow. What do you know that's directly reflective of the grades in this country? Directly reflective of the grades in this country. Culture produces results. So when you have some sort of a testing system out there, guess what? You're probably going to get more Asians than anything else. Why? Because their culture drives that. And when you have a testing system out there like that, Air Force, advanced schools, you're going to get fewer black people than anything else. And it's not just because there are fewer black people. It's because their test scores and their culture, it's going to drive that down. Now, we can do the thing all Americans do, left, right, and in the middle, get all uncomfortable with that. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, that hurts my feel-feels. I hope nobody calls me a racist today. Or we can dig into the issues. We can dig into the issues. Do we want to dig into the issues? Do we want to dig into the home? Because the home is where everything begins. Forget about culture stuff. We can set that aside for now. The home is what will... Oh, I should. I take that back. The home is what can save this nation. I've told you before, maybe the most overt act of rebellion against this evil system you can possibly do is get married to someone of the opposite sex and make a bunch of babies and raise them in a good home. That's maybe the most overt act of rebellion you can do. I've been act, I've been asking lately about your activism. I want to know about your activism. I have another great example of this here. Look, this guy right here, Oracle. For each upcoming, upcoming election, I look at the, up the specific sample ballots for each of my normie norm coworkers, friends, family that are like minded, but don't always put in the effort. I gave them examples for their sample ballot. In 2021, my goal was to get five votes in addition to mine and help flip two school board seats that weren't even in my district. In 2022, my goal was 10. This year, my goal is 20. Now some of them even asked me for their sample ballot and a ride to the polling location. It's become a routine. Yes, that's activism. Yes, but so is marrying somebody of the opposite sex and making a bunch of babies. That's activism as well. And that's culture that produces results like test results. You cannot possibly have an even dynamic of skin colors in cultures represented in any part of a society. Why? Because all cultures are not equal. That's why. I don't care how much that offends you. One skin color isn't superior to the next skin color, not in any way. There are differences with how people's bodies are made up and stuff like that, of course. That's, oh, well-documented stuff, but one skin color is not superior, one skin color is not inferior. 
But, oh, cultures are most definitely superior or inferior. Any culture that involves strong, oftentimes several generation family homes with the husband and wives and the home, that is going to be a stronger culture than a single parent home culture. Period. End of story. I don't give a crap how offended you are. That's the realities of life. So instead of avoiding that hard topic, why don't we dive into it? If we're interested in actually helping future generations of every culture, why don't we dig into that and focus on fixing that? Instead, we of course can't do that. Instead, it's just, no, no, just to, uh, eliminate the advanced courses. What was it? I don't, I can't even find the article. I have it here somewhere where they're eliminating failing grades in one district in California. You can't even fail anymore. Oh, no, it's fine. Producing generation after generation of losers. Standards, culture, homes. These are the ways we will take back a country. Goes back to something I've been talking about again. It goes back to something I talked about already tonight. A people problem. We have a people problem, not a politician problem. And a people problem that can be fixed. Remember, cultures can be fixed. Cultures can change. There are all kinds of examples throughout history of a culture that is down in the dumps and frankly not doing very well and for whatever reason finds a way to revitalize itself and change its fortunes and change its outcomes. That same thing can happen now if we're willing to approach it in the right way or we can keep ignoring the problem. All right, we're going to get to some emails and then World War III. I'm excited about World War III. Might even take some calls later. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I guess I should have clarified earlier when I played this Biden clip uh, about talking about neurosurgeons. He was talking about Mitch McConnell, also known as Senator Loading Screen. And uh, having um, a little understanding of uh, dealing with uh, neurosurgeons and people. And one of the leading women in my staff, her husband's a neurosurgeon as well. It's not un- at all unusual to have the response that sometimes happens to Mitch when you've had a severe concussion. What exactly does it say about us as a nation that now our dinosaur politicians, they give press conferences trying to explain away the conditions of the other politicians who also don't have functioning brains? <laughs> Senator Loading Screen is obviously not fit for office. Now, I actually don't want Mitch McConnell to retire for two different reasons. One, I don't want him to retire yet, I guess I should say, because if he retires now, Kentucky, even though it's solidly a Republican state by now, they do have a Democrat governor who keeps getting overruled by the Republican supermajority in the legislature, but they do have a Democrat governor who would appoint the senator. So Mitch can keep sitting there loading, loading, loading without end because we don't want another Democrat senator. Why not? None of their senators are retiring. Dianne Feinstein's very clearly going to die in office. John Fetterman hasn't put together a complete sentence in three years. I don't think Mitch McConnell needs to retire until their people start retiring. That's one. Two, if Mitch McConnell retires, we're just going to get some loser like John Thune or John Cornyn. Ironically, those two senators come from what are supposedly two of the most conservative states there are, one of them being mine. 
And yet we keep sending these losers back to Washington, D.C. Gosh, these freaking people. Did you hear this, Nutter, Michael Mann? These climate change people, I'm telling if you. If frequent death and destruction isn't doing it so far, Michael, what's it going to take? Well, you know, this is a question we're all asking, right? Um, and as Ali mentioned, you know, one of our two major parties uh, appears to be in denial that the problem even exists. And, and I'll tell you, they are going to find themselves increasingly out of step with younger voters, including young Republicans. Do you have your emergency three-month food kit yet? Do keep in mind that the systems in place, every Democrat, every entertainer, every educator, everyone in the media, half the Republicans, most of the Western governments, they're all invested in destroying the food supply. Destroying it. Destroying it. Joe Biden accidentally gave the game away. There's still some deniers out there in terms of uh, whether or not climate change has anything to do with any of this. And uh, we're going to need a whole hell of a lot more money to do. Oh, money, huh? Anyway, make sure you're prepared. These people mean business. Go to preparewithjessikelly.com. Get yourself a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply and stash it. Get it, and please stash it, and please don't post about it. Don't tell friends. Don't tell family members. Everyone who, who lives in your home needs three months' worth of non-perishable food. My Patriot Supply has the kits prepped and ready to go. Prepare with jessikelly.com. They're $200 off right now. Take advantage of that. Prepare with jessikelly.com. All right? All right, let's get to some email. Oracle of Oracles. How do you manage to travel domestically not strapped, or are you? I understand TSA will even give you a hard time trying to travel with non-lethal. I can say when I have to leave home without something, I experience anxiety. I'm betting you are cut from the same cloth. I can't imagine how you manage that anxiety on your recent Israel trip. Well, it depends on where I'm going and why. Well, not, not why. It depends on where I'm going. I do not break the law. I don't break the law because I know evil communists want to throw me in a dark hole for the rest of my life. So like New York City, I'm going up to New York City, I think in October, got to go break bread with some suits and do a couple business business things. Don't worry, I shouldn't miss any shows. I will not be bringing a gun with me to New York City because it's so illegal in New York City. I, I know the communists like Alvin Bragg of New York City would love an excuse to throw me in a dark hole. So I won't bring a gun. I didn't have a gun with me for obvious reasons in Israel when we were all the whole Jesse Kelly show fam went to Israel. Well, everyone who could. We all went to Israel together. I didn't have a weapon on me. No, I don't have anxiety about it. I am just, I am more aware than I normally am. I try to be super aware at all times now anyway. I, you don't see me on my phone when I'm walking. If I'm walking down the sidewalk, I won't be looking at it. If I have to use my phone out in public, I'll step off to the side, like off to the side and kind of get what I'm done and put it back in my pocket. I am hyper aware and I will oftentimes grab something that can be used as a weapon to carry with me something that is legal wherever it is. And I don't want to give you guidance on that because it's going to depend on where it is. But I will grab something. Maybe a knife is legal. Oftentimes it is not. I'm not telling you to go get a knife. Maybe it's something as simple as a padlock. You have a padlock you can maybe hook on something. Your keys. I, I am simply aware. I am very aware that I am unarmed, and so that makes me more aware. 
And this is this was a PSA. I wanted to do this before we get into World War Three stuff because this would be fun. And maybe we'll take some calls. 877-377-4373. I wanted to make sure everyone understands. Doesn't matter the weapon. Lethal, non-lethal, all these things. Those things matter. I want you to carry. I want you to do those things. Your eyes and your ears are still the best thing in the world to keep you safe. And I say that. I know I know. I sound like Grandpa Jesse. I know. Put your phone away. That's what's killing us. It's Phones have killed a lot of people out there. Face buried in their phones. Not able to see something they would clearly be able to see without that phone. Put your phone in your pocket till you're stopped somewhere. All right? World War Three in your calls. Next. I've got an animal inside of me. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, 
You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and it's time to dig into WW3 here in just a moment. Remember, you need to email in your Ask Dr. Jesse questions right now, or you'll die. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Tomorrow, three hours of Ask Me Anything. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We'll get to your calls here in just a little bit. I want to do my World War III stuff first. You can call 877-377-4373. Tucker made some news with this little doozy on Adam Carolla's They're going to go to war with Russia is what they're going to do. There will be a hot war between the United States and Russia in the next year. And really? On the, of, yes, of course. They want it anyway. Um, I don't think we'll win it, but that's a separate analysis. But I think it's a political matter. They need to declare war footing in order to assume war powers in order to win. I believe that. Okay. That has been heard and seen far and wide. What, has it been a day since he said it? You've probably already heard it already. Quite a prediction. One of the biggest names on the right, if not the biggest, Tucker Carlson comes out there and says America is going to be in a hot war with Russia in a year, within a year. That's uh, quite a statement. And that got me thinking. What's that look like? Who are the players in this game? Why? And before you think we're just doing a weird pie-in-the-sky thing, keep in mind, I, I, I believe that we are pushing quickly towards World War III on multiple fronts, actually. So let's focus on this one for a moment. Okay, let's say hot war with Russia does kick off. Why would that happen? A couple different reasons. It is always, proxy wars are nothing new. This is nothing uniquely American or uniquely Russian or uniquely modern. It's just kind of a thing that has happened for a long time. Hey, we're a nation state. We don't get along with this other nation states. We don't really want to go to war. That's expensive in many different ways, lives, money, so on and so forth. We don't want to go to war with each other, but I still hate them and they hate me. So I'll pay this group of people here to, hey, go just hurt them a little bit. Go go attack them off and on. Proxy wars are not new. We fought them before. We fought it in Vietnam. The Soviets fought it with us in Vietnam, providing the North Vietnamese with gear. We fought it in Afghanistan when the Soviets got involved, not in our Afghanistan, in their Afghanistan, when they went in, invaded Afghanistan, and we're feeding the Afghans all kinds of weapons and equipment. Hey, here you go. But but the thing about proxy wars is this. If you read anything about them, it's always been historically a very delicate game. In Vietnam... When we were the ones, we were there, and the Soviets were the ones pushing weapons to the North Vietnamese? Was it something we picked up on? Yeah, 
It was not something the Soviets were interested in advertising at all. In fact, they bent over backwards to try to make sure we didn't really catch wind of it. And they knew eventually we'd pick up on a little, oh, wow, a whole new box of AK-47s. What's that? Is that Soviet language on there? But it wasn't too overt. Now, let's talk about this overtness because that might confuse people too. Why is it okay for the Soviets to give the North Vietnamese some weapons but just not be too overt about it? What difference does it make? They still have the weapons. Why not just airdrop them right in front of an American base? Boom, here's your weapons, Vietnamese. Kill some Americans. What's the difference? Well, that's the thing about people. We are not robots. Human beings have something called pride. You see, if I'm an American politician, president, general even, and the Soviets want to give my enemy weapons so they can hurt me, I don't want them to do that. But you at least better not do it right to my daggone face. That's a totally different situation, isn't it? Doing something and then doing something in your face, totally different situation. Completely different. Same thing, look, same thing we did to them in Afghanistan. And you should know part of the reason we did it to them in Afghanistan was because of what they did to us in Vietnam. But we bent over backwards in Afghanistan to try to keep it from being too obvious we were funneling all these weapons to the Afghanis. How how bent over backwards did we get? We didn't even give them to the Afghanis. We gave them to the Pakistanis so the Pakistanis could be the ones taking them across. What? Weapons? Weapons? Never heard of it. Hey, talk to Pakistan. Not my problem. And that brings us to what we have now in Ukraine, which is something so radically different than anything we've had before. Because now American foreign policy and American leadership is so pathetic and degenerate and so lacking in actual ability. Remember, these are all, none of these people have any connection to the real world, as we talk about a lot. They're all just academics now. Everything they know about the world and foreign policy, it's all stuff they learned on college campuses and think tanks from communists who don't know and don't care. And so now we have this horrific little thing between Russia and Ukraine. And I shouldn't call it little because men are dying in droves. 500,000 was the last time I heard. Man, that's a lot of dead men. Ukrainians and Russians, it's awful. It's an awful little war. And we decided we were going to get involved. And in the very beginning, we even tried to do the thing that we had done before. Well, we're not going to send over tanks and F-16s. In fact, we have audio of Biden saying something almost identical to this effect in the very beginning of it. Hey, we're not going to send tanks or F-16s. If you do that, it's World War III. Because as most leaders have known throughout the history of mankind, if it's too obvious, it's World War III. Oh, you have it, Chris? I'll play it. The idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains uh, going in with American pilots and American crews, just understand, and uh, don't kid yourself, no matter what you all say, that's called World War Three. okay? That was last March, March of 2022, and he was right. Why? Because as an American, as, an, as a country... We can, of course, get with our boys at the CIA 
and make sure the Ukrainians are receiving plenty of shipments of arms and munitions. Oh, everything you need. Need those artillery shells? Make your way down to the docks, boys. You got a new ship coming in. Oh, you can do that. But you can't rub it in Putin's face. And now that, quote, supporting Ukraine has become part of your membership card. It's a membership requirement to be part of the system. You have to support Ukraine, Republicans and Democrats, at all costs. You have to because that's become a requirement for your membership card. Well, people want to get their membership card and they want to get it publicly. So now when any of these people from Lindsey Lindsey Graham to Joe Biden, when they want to deliver F-16s or Abrams tanks over to Ukraine to go kill Russian soldiers, it's they don't want to do it on the sly. They need that membership card. So how do you get that? Well, you got to give a press conference. Hey, F-16s and missiles coming. We're going to kill so many Russians. Rah, 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 guys. Rah, rah, rah. Well, exactly how long do you think you can do that to the power with the most nuclear weapons on the planet until they are pretty much forced to respond? And let's... Let's keep going with this. I've got a little bit to go. I'll get to your calls. 877-377-4373. This is going to be some, it was some eye-opening stuff for me as I was walking through all this. So before we get to that, let's save a baby. We're going to save a baby tonight. Because while we sit here and we discuss things like World War III and Biden and politics and all these other things, while, while we focus on other things, and there's nothing wrong with focusing on these things, there's a scared young woman out there maybe she's a teenager she made a mistake got herself pregnant and she doesn't want to be pregnant anymore maybe she's being pressured by her boyfriend or her parents or maybe she just feels the weight of the world on her shoulders and she knows of course because she's been told she knows it's just a clump of cells well without pre-born giving her that free ultrasound that baby's gonna die She's seeking an abortion. As, as, as you hear the sound of my voice, she's seeking an abortion. $28 to preborn buys her a free ultrasound so she can hear that heartbeat. She'll choose life. Preborn.com slash Jesse is where you give that 28 bucks. All right. Preborn.com slash Jesse. Remember this while we focus on everything else, someone's entire world feels like it's collapsing tonight. What we can do is help her make the right choice. Preborn.com slash Jesse. Sponsored by Preborn. Get the cure for rhinos. Weekdays with the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Majorly excited to be here on a Thursday night. Remember to email jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You're asked Dr. Jesse questions for tomorrow. Get to your calls as soon as I finish up this World War III thing, 877-377-4373. Okay, so we just went over the Russia. Why, why would it kick off? Well, you can only thumb your nose in the, in the face of a superpower for so long before they respond. Okay, so Russia responds. In what way? I, man, I can't answer that question because a power like Russia, the size of Russia and us and others, they can hit you a million different ways. I'm not, I'm not talking long range missiles blowing up DC. That's not what I'm talking about. Let's pray to God it never gets to something like that. 
can they knock out significant portions of our power grid? Of course they can. Of course they can. They've already done it. We had Russian hackers, remember, take down a pipeline. We had gas lines on the eastern seaboard. People forgot about that. That was like two years ago. Of course they can. Can they sink ships of ours? Of course they can. Russian missile technology is phenomenal. Can they hurt us in space? Of course they can. They're outstanding in outer space. But let's let's go ahead and push this forward for the sake of time here because I have other things I want to get to. Impeachment, this sentencing today, making sure everyone's legal and local. I want to get these calls. I want to do all this other stuff. But World War II, everyone knows. Well, dudes all know a lot about World War II because we're all obsessed with it. I'm not, I don't apologize for the fact I am too. But one thing that I've always found so fascinating about it, so incredible about it, is how it pulled a nation together. We've talked about it before. There are stories, and I don't mean one or two, stories of young men killing themselves during World War II because they were not allowed to join one of the services. Either they had you know, something wrong with their spine or eyes, or pick, pick, you know, something wrong with them, not able to go serve, so they killed themselves. That's how deeply embedded patriotism was in Americans back then and how deeply, deeply embedded, or I should say invested in the cause Americans were back then. Patriotism, deep, cause, deep. Well, look, I I don't care what you feel one way or the other about Russia, Ukraine. My feelings on it don't matter. We see in poll after poll after poll, the Americans don't give a crap. America does not give a crap. They don't care about Russia. They're, they're, we are so focused on our own internal issues, on money issues, on border, on other things. Americans don't give a crap. You even saw it. Look, you see it in Democrat strongholds like Maui. We've got audio I could play. I'm not going to bother with it, though, right now for the sake of time. Of, of these Maui residents, oh, you won't even help us, but you got money for Ukraine. It's become this source of bitterness for Americans where they'll respond. We spend money on anything, on or, or refuse, to, refuse to spend money on anything. They'll immediately launch into Ukraine. Oh, yeah, but you got money for Ukraine. Oh, I guess we can afford that for Ukraine. It's become this punchline for Americans. And we know the most patriotic parts of the country the red parts, I'm sorry, Democrats, you hate the country. You have for a long time. You hit it very well, but for decades you've hated the country. The patriotic parts of the country are the red parts of the country. The parts of the country that have consistently filled up our military are the red parts of the country. And more importantly, the parts of the country that have filled up our military are the traditional military families. Not to say that a bunch of people, you know, first in their, first in the, in their line to join the military. Not to say that that's not a thing. I mean, my dad didn't serve. I joined. It's a thing. But the legacy military families, they really are the backbone that make a military. My dad was in the army and his dad was in the navy. And it's a, those are, that's where you get your Medal of Honor winners from. That's the, those, those that's, That's who fights your wars and wins your wars. The problem you have with such an evil, illegitimate regime now is those people who used to kill themselves when they couldn't fight your wars for you. Now they won't fight your wars for you. And this goes well beyond souring a little bit on the military. They're so sick of 
the 20-year global war on terror lies, vax mandates, endless gay parades and on base and things like that, not only are they not wanting to join or stay in, they are outright refusing to allow their children to join. I've seen texts, tongue-in-cheek, I hope, of guys threatening violence if someone tried to make their child join. That's how not invested our most patriotic citizens are. So let's go to what he said again about how they want it. They're going to go to war with Russia is what they're going to do. There will be a hot war between the United States and Russia in the next year. And really? On the, of, yes, of course. They want it anyway. Um, I don't think we'll win it. But that's a separate analysis. But I think it's a political matter. They need to declare war footing. They want it. Why do they want it? Well, Bunny, the people in charge don't send their sons and daughters to war anymore. They're all Mitt Romney, where they have 8,000 kids and none of them can manage to find the recruiting office. You're the one peasant who's supposed to go fight. So they don't have anything personally invested. Oh, never mind. They do have huge investments with the Lockheed Martins of the world, the defense contractors of the world. They don't have to go fight and bleed. And there's one more gigantic benefit for them. Those patriots I just talked about who won't join, they're banking on those pesky Republican voters going to die in their next one. And I think they're going to draft them. Our military is understaffed. We don't have the strength. They kick off World War III. Unlike last time, there aren't recruiting lines around the block. I say they start the draft, and I say they start it by location. They'll go to the red areas, draft their political opponents, send them to die in Asia. Just a thought. Anyway, let's get to some other stuff. That's enough of that. 877-377-4373. Get to your calls. This guy just got sentenced to 17 years in prison. Let's get to the Acervo Project, too. Remember, look, we talked earlier about the unborn babies. Let's let's do that same thing again right now. As we sit here and we, we laugh and we cry and we talk about stories, there's a child, an American child. There's a 14-year-old girl, 14-year-old boy right now being trafficked, being blackmailed, got sucked into something horrible online with these social media sites. That's where it happens. Maybe sent a picture or something like that they shouldn't have now being blackmailed for more, maybe being convinced to run away from home where they'll be abused, maybe even killed. Who can help them? Who will help them? The Acervo Project will help them. The Acervo Project is helping them, rescuing these kids and making sure the vile scum goes behind bars. Your $14 a month to the Acervo Project is what makes it happen. A-S-S-E-R-V-O. They also have a tip line. If you're listening and you're one of those traffic kids, please reach out and let us help. Let us help. And if you think you, if you suspect somebody is, reach out. Theacervoproject.org. 14 bucks a month is what they need to keep going. Theacervoproject.org. All right? An hour. Your calls and stories. 877-377-4373. Next. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.